This is our devotional commentary for 1 Kings chapter 9. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. As soon as Solomon had finished building the house of the Lord and the king's house and all that Solomon desired to build, the Lord appeared to Solomon a second time, as he had appeared to him at Gibeon. And the Lord said to him, I have heard your prayer and your plea, which you have made before me. I have consecrated this house that you have built by putting my name there forever. My eyes and my heart will be there for all time. And as for you, if you will walk before me as David your father walked, with integrity of heart and uprightness, doing according to all that I have commanded you, and keeping my statutes and my rules, Then I will establish your royal throne over Israel forever, as I promised David your father, saying, You shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. But if you turn aside from following me, you or your children, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes that I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land that I have given them, And the house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight. And Israel will become a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins. Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss. And they will say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will say, Because they abandoned the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt, and laid hold on other gods, and worshipped them, and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this disaster on them. At the end of twenty years, in which Solomon had built the two houses, the house of the Lord and the king's house, and Hiram king of Tyre had supplied Solomon with cedar and cypress timber and gold, as much as he desired, King Solomon gave to Hiram twenty cities in the land of Galilee. But when Hiram came from Tyre to see the cities that Solomon had given him, they did not please him. Therefore he said, What kind of cities are these that you have given me, my brother? So they are called the land of Kabul to this day. Hiram had sent the king 120 talents of gold. And this is the account of the forced labor that King Solomon drafted to build the house of the Lord and his own house, and the Milo, and the wall of Jerusalem, and Hazor, and Megiddo, and Gezer. Pharaoh, king of Egypt, had gone up and captured Gezer, and burned it with fire, and had killed the Canaanites who lived in the city, and had given it as dowry to his daughter, Solomon's wife. So Solomon rebuilt Gezer. And Lower Beth-horon, and Baalath, and Tamar in the wilderness, in the land of Judah. And all the store cities that Solomon had, and the cities for his chariots, and the cities for his horsemen, and whatever Solomon desired to build in Jerusalem, in Lebanon, and in all the land of his dominion, all the people who were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, who were not of the people of Israel, their descendants who left after them in the land, whom the people of Israel were unable to devote to destruction. These Solomon drafted to be slaves, and so they are to this day. But of the people of Israel, Solomon made no slaves. They were the soldiers, 
They were his officials, his commanders, his captains, his chariot commanders, and his horsemen. These were the chief officers who were over Solomon's work, 550 who had charge of the people who carried on the work. Pharaoh's daughter went up from the city of David to her own house that Solomon had built for her. Then he built the Milo. Three times a year Solomon used to offer up burnt offerings and peace offerings on the altar that he built to the Lord, making offerings with it before the Lord. So he finished the house. King Solomon built a fleet of ships at Ezion-Geber, which is near Eloth on the shore of the Red Sea in the land of Edom. And Hiram sent with the fleet of his servants, seamen who were familiar with the sea, together with the servants of Solomon. And they went to Ophir and brought from there gold, 420 talents, and they brought it to King Solomon. If a father disciplines his child without first explaining expectations and warning of consequences, we would say this father is not loving his child well. Our Father in Heaven is not like that. How kind it is of God to spell everything out for us in His written Word, instructing us so clearly and warning us so directly so that we will understand the urgent need of faithfulness to Him. In 1 Kings 3, the Lord appeared to Solomon and offered to give him whatever he requested. Wisely, Solomon chose wisdom. In 1 Kings 9, the Lord appears to Solomon a second time in another dream, offering him another choice. It's a choice all of us have to make in life. Follow God in the way of obedience, or turn against Him in disobedience. The first option leads to blessing, the second ends in destruction. David set the spiritual standard for all the kings who followed after him. He was far from perfect, but as a man after God's heart, he walked in integrity and ruled in righteousness. If Solomon chooses to walk in the footsteps of his father, he will be headed down the right path. The reward will be nothing less than an eternal kingdom, as God will establish his dynasty forever. Verses 1-5 through five. However, if Solomon and his royal sons choose to reject the Lord and his commands, disaster will follow. They will lose their land, their temple, and their kingship, and they will have only themselves to blame. The sober warning has a gracious purpose. God wants Solomon and all of us to know in advance where our idols will take us so that we might avoid the dreadful consequences of faithlessness. Until now, Solomon has been wisely choosing God's way. But this is not a once-and-for-all decision. No one can rely on past faithfulness. We must choose God every day, every moment. As those who believe in Jesus, this is how we make our calling and election sure. Verses 6 through 9. The choice we make for or against God matters more than anything else we may accomplish in life. Over the course of his reign, Solomon achieved much 
in terms of commerce, politics, and military defense. The man was a success at international trade, even if he was not able to please everyone, verses 10 through 14. He completed huge building projects to fortify the national defense, using thousands of workers from other nations, verses 15 through 24. He fulfilled his religious obligations by observing three annual Jewish festivals, verse 25, and his lucrative shipping partnerships enabled him to gain even more gold, verses 26 through 28. Solomon had everything that a king could ever want out of life. He's living the dream. But none of it will matter if he forgets his highest calling and fails to obey God. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com, and I'll meet you again next time as we abide living daily in the Word.